Romans chapter number 13 and verses 11 through 14. I got thinking about these verses this week. Um, a dear friend of mine, a co-worker of mine, he's, uh, he's in his late 60s and he was out on a run this past week. And he had a heart attack, fell over, and, and they kind of found him there. And he's been in a coma. He's still in the hospital, and he's still in a coma. And it got, it got me thinking about that, the, the state of comatose, about just being suspended between the living and the dead. Not sure if you're going to wake up. Not sure if you're going to come back to reality. And as I was thinking about that, I also came across an interesting kind of comment that just kind of was, uh, I don't know where it came to me, but it was talking about sleep. And I thought, being in a coma is, is kind of like being asleep. You're, you're not really aware. You're kind of in a state where your, 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 your body is at rest. It's not moving. And at the same time, we spend a quarter of our life, a third of our life asleep. And there's a purpose for that. But in the Bible, so, so many verses about sleep are telling us to wake up out of sleep. They're not telling us the. There, there are some times where it's telling us about rest and how we, how we ought to be restful. But a lot of the times and a lot of the passages are telling us not to be um, long in slumbering to wake up and get to work. So there's a balance here, and I think the illustration that Paul brings to us is a challenge. And over the past several weeks, our pastor has been pointing us towards heaven, pointing us towards the reality of heaven and the reality of Jesus returning. And as these ideas were coming into my mind, I was turned to this portion of Scripture. When in Romans chapter 13, the Bible tells us, starting in verse 11, that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Why? For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Every day that we live is another day closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying, it's time to wake up because of that reason. There's no time to delay your spiritual living. It's time to live for Christ today. We cannot be spiritually asleep. We cannot think that, oh, we'll serve God later. Oh, we'll get this right later. He says, now. Now is the time. Remember as a kid, that word just, man, that, that just strikes you when your parent has to say, now. <laughs> Because they've been bugging you to do something. And they say, that's it. Now is the time. I asked you to do it now. Not later. Not on your own time. Now. He says, now is the time to awake. Why? Because now is the day of salvation. Now it's important now. So I pray that we would come into this scripture and understand how important, for, <laughs> important it is for us to get busy. To awaken out of sleep. The message this morning, the time is now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to understand the urgency of our life. That our life is but a vapor. It is short. We are not promised tomorrow. 
We are not promised to awaken out of sleep. My dear coworker is not promised to awaken out of his comatose state. We need to understand the urgency of our lives. That now, 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 now is the time to focus our life, to get our lives right, and to awaken out of the sleep that we are in. Father, I pray that you would help us all to come into this truth as we look at your word today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's interesting, this idea of sleep, that we just so readily just accept this this notion that we're just on our beds, in the dark, eyes closed, you know, hallucinating about, you know, our desires and our fears. And then we wake up, we forget it all, and then we just go on with our day. It's like, this is a weird thing that we all do, all right? We all do it. Everyone sleeps for a long time, some longer than others. And I got to thinking about it, I'm like, it really is weird. It is a weird thing that we do. And science doesn't really have a full answer for us. You know, they tell us there's regenerative properties. You know, these dreams help to do different things. Everyone has their own idea, but no one, no one really knows what's going on when, when we're sleeping. You know, there's some cycles that they can kind of track with brain activity. But to ask the person, hey, what happened while you were sleeping? They're going to say, I don't know. I was sleeping, right? I was sleeping. Not too many people know what they're doing when they are sleeping. And this idea that we need to wake up is so important. Point number one, we need to stop sleeping through life. We need to stop sleeping through life. Everyone, everyone would agree with me that there is a time to sleep, right? There is a time to work. There is a time to play. There's a time to do all certain things that God would have for us to do. But there is also a time to wake up. And I remember as a teenager getting ready for high school specifically because our high school, from where I was living in high school to the high school was like five minutes away. It was so short. But you know what that did? That made me just want to sleep later and later. I'm like, that's just five minutes down the road, right? So my mom would come in, time to wake up. You know, gently first, right? Time to wake up. And then I would kind of drowsily wake up and then fall back to sleep. And my mom would get more urgent the next time. Hey, it's time to wake up. And then we'd get to the point where it was five minutes before our school was starting. And it was, okay, time to get up. Time to get up and go right now. And then I would get rustled up, and me and my sister would jump in the car, and we'd go. But it's, it's, there's a, there comes a time when it's time to get to the next thing. It's time to wake up and go to work. It's time to wake up and get in our Bibles. It's time to wake up and go to work, or whatever you got to do for that day. There's a time for it. Now, what do we do when it's time? What do we do when it's urgent? Oftentimes, we... Push that button, the old infamous button, snooze button, (laughs) snooze, snooze, snooze. Whoever invented the snooze button is a genius because he knows us. He knew exactly what people like to do. That alarm goes off, oh, stirs you up. No, put put that away. I don't want to get up right now. I want to snooze. So then a lot of us, we, we try to trick ourselves and we set it early so that we have some times to snooze a couple times. And then we get up. But there's a time to wake up. 
And God is telling us here that it's time for us to wake up because our salvation in the spiritual sense of our life, it, this, isn't, this isn't us just getting up and going to work. This is getting up and living the, the spiritual Christian life and walking in the spirit. He's saying it's time for us to do that. Because in this spiritual realm of sleep, we are not doing what we've been called to do. There's not very much room for spiritual sleeping, if I could say that. Because this is Paul writing to the Romans thousands of years ago, and he was saying it was time then, so it's just as important now. And just as our pastor was teaching us, he was telling us that we are every day on the precipice of Jesus returning. Just as Paul was, just as we are today. He could come any moment. There's no, there's no, there's no transitional type of thing. There's no snooze button going to be allowed. When he comes, the Bible says he's coming like a thief in the night. Why does the thief come in the night? Because people are sleeping in the night. The thief is coming to rob you without you knowing. Because the person that is asleep is unaware. And Jesus is going to catch those that are spiritually sleeping unaware. And it's going to be too late for them. That trumpet's going to sound and that's going to be the alarm clock for all those that were sleeping. And it... It's too late. It's going to be too late for too many people that have not awoken before he comes. What does it mean to be spiritually asleep? I think it's very similar um, to a physical sleep. We are unaware. We are unaware of what's going on. When you're asleep, (laughs) when I'm asleep, especially when I'm asleep, I don't know what's going on. You can talk to my wife about this. Kids are up. You know, screaming, this, that, and the other thing. I sleep like, I'm out. I'm out cold. She'll say, oh, I'm, I'm just ignoring it and letting her get it. But that's a, that's a different conversation. But I, we're unaware. Our eyes are closed, right? We are not thinking about anything. We are resting in bed. Hopefully you're comfortable in bed. You got a nice pillow. You're nice and comfortable and cozy. And you're just in la-la land, right? You're in dreamland. Dream world. Yep, it's exactly what it is. Completely unaware of what's going on. So if a thief did come, hopefully you have an alarm (laughs) that would wake you up and that would stir something up because oftentimes I'm not going to be doing anything because I'm asleep. I'm unaware. Spiritually, we cannot be asleep in this life. Our spirit cannot be sleeping while the devil is raging, while the darkness of this world is trying to devour you worse than a thief in the night. We cannot afford to be asleep. The Bible tells us to be vigilant, to walk circumspectly. We have to be aware. Why? Because the devil... It's like a lion, right? He's just looking for the person that's not paying attention. The weak Christian, the weak person. Why? Because that's the easiest one to get. We have to be awake. When we're asleep, we're unaware. Are we aware of where we are spiritually? Are we aware of the direction that our life is headed? 
Or are we asleep on the boat drifting down this this path to destruction? We got to be awake. We got to be awake. Are we aware that our God is the creator of everything or are we just asleep? God has so much blessing and so much for us to enjoy. Yet we're asleep. I remember there was this one time, <laughs> this was funny. We, in eighth grade, the, the eighth grade trip was to go to Washington, D.C. It was like the big thing at the end of the year. We all got to go together, the whole class. You get to go there for like six days, stay in hotels, drive a bus all the way down there. It was a great time. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done with a group of my friends. But I remember that morning, we were supposed to be there early. I mean, we were supposed to be there at like four or five o'clock so that we could all get on the bus and go down to Washington, D.C. Lo and behold, out of like 200 people, um, we slept in. <laughs> we slept in. My mom slept in. We all slept in. We all just missed our alarms. My mom wakes up. She frantically gets me up, and we're like, we're late. We're already late. And they said, we will not wait for anybody. That's what they told us. They said, if, if you're not there, we are leaving at this time, and you're going to have to meet us like in Ohio or somewhere else down the thing where we're going to stop. And we scrambled there. We ran through red lights. We did everything we got to do to get there. And we got there, and they didn't leave. And we said, praise the Lord. They didn't leave us because there was someone else that was later than me. So I wasn't completely to blame for the holdup, but we made it there. But I just got to thinking, like, I would have missed out on that because I was sleeping. Just for a few minutes of sleep, I, I could have missed out on that trip. And I think so, so many times we, we live our lives in this state that is unaware, that is spiritually sleeping. We're just kind of trying to just not do anything as you're sleeping, and we're missing out on all the blessings that God has for us. He has so much for us, so many relationships, so many people that we can connect with, so many things for us to enjoy, but we're asleep. Are we aware of the needs of others, or are we asleep? So many people could, could be blessed by you. God could use you to help somebody else, yet we're... <laughs> Sleep just knocked out cold spiritually. I pray that we would all take this, take this, this warning, this challenge, this call for us to wake up. Jesus is coming back anytime. We have to use this time wisely. We have to use it as best as we can. And I, I don't think we should be spiritually sleeping through this life. He calls us to stop Sleeping. Not only are we unaware, but we're not doing anything. <laughs> we are not doing anything for God if we're spiritually asleep. No activity. I'm getting zero work done when I'm asleep. <laughs> zero. And that's why oftentimes I stay up late because I know I got a lot of work to do. I mean, I'm staying up, staying up, staying up. Why? Because there's some work that needs to be done. Some work that needs to be done. And God has a work for all of us to do. Not just the pastor, not just the bus driver, not just the bus captain, not just the ministry worker, not just your neighbor. He's called us all to do a work. So we all need to be awake. <laughs> we all need to be awake. Reminds me of the times when you go on a road trip. You got the driver, right? 
and you got the sleeper, <laughs> the person that's supposed to be helping you stay awake. I remember I would drive to, to Pennsylvania or drive somewhere through the night, and you, you, you count on someone to be there with you to kind of help you stay awake. Like, hey, I need you to talk to me or sing with me or, you know, do something. And then, man, once it gets dark, they're out cold, and then you're like, oh, man. And you're, <laughs> I need you. We need each other. It's so important for us as brothers and sisters to be awake for one another, to, to prod each other, to say, hey, don't, don't fall asleep here. It's, this is an important time for you. There's, there's something coming up. Hey, your head's bobbing a little bit. You're, you're going to crash. <laughs> right? Wake up, Christian. It's time. It's not time for sleep when you're driving. It's not time for sleep when it's time for work. It's not time for sleep when you're at school, in your class. It's not what time. There's a time for sleep. And too often, we are sleeping through life. He says it's high time to awake out of sleep. Why do we need to be awake? Because our Savior is coming. He is coming. He has a work for us to do. He has people for us to reach. So we have to stay awake. So what can we do? How can we help ourselves to remain alert? I think the alarm clock is a good illustration. There's a, there's a reminder, whether that's your regular prayer time, whether that's your regular just coming to church. Man, every, every Wednesday, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, whatever day you go to church, whether, whatever day you have a Bible study, you know what those times are doing? They're giving you a shot in the arm and they're saying, hey, look at the word of God and what the word of God says. Don't be asleep. <laughs> and while you're in that service or while you're having that prayer time or whether you're in your Bible, utilize that time to remind you to, hey, you know what? I'm reading it now. Let me be spiritually awake today. I went to church today. Let me be spiritually, um, spiritually awake this week. And as we go through our lives, we can, we can put things in place and we can do certain things to keep us reminded that we need to be awake. Regular church attendance will help you. Regular Bible reading and prayer times will help you. Regular times when you're just communicating with brothers and sisters in Christ. Just saying, hey, hey, brother, how you doing today? And just because I know my Christian friend recognized me or invited me to a birthday party or had a meal with me, I'm reminded to be in my spiritual walk. I'm reminded not to be asleep. I fear that this, this past year gave us a lot of separation and, and, and kind of isolation. And it's easy, man. You know what? When I go to bed, I like to be by myself. I don't like, to, I don't like people making a lot of noise around me, right? I like it to be quiet, dark, very quiet. My mom will sleep with a big fan. Some people like the white noise, whatever you like. But I like it to be quiet and separate and dark. That's the time for sleep. Be careful when you're in darkness. Be careful when you're not around people. Be careful when you're alone. Because oftentimes that's the time when you're going to be spiritually in darkness. Spiritually asleep. Spiritually not doing the work of God. Let's be who we ought to be and stop sleeping through life. Verse number 12 reminds us to start separating ourselves from the darkness. 
to start separating ourselves from darkness. Look at verse number 12. It says, the night is far spent. It's been night for a long time. The darkness of this world has been ruling for a long time, he's saying. But he says, the day is at hand. The day is at hand. What day is that? That's the day of our Lord. That's the day of our salvation. It is at hand. It is coming soon. You know, it's like when, you're, when you've been sleeping a long time and you start to see that daybreak, you start to see that light start to shine in. That means the day is at hand. Any moment that sun's going to come blasted in. That's what he's saying. Because of that, he says, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Cast off the works of darkness. Yes, Christians, we have to cast off the works of darkness. We cannot fool ourselves and say just because we are Christians, just because we come to church and we read our Bibles, that we are not susceptible to the works of darkness in our very lives. If you think that, then you are sleeping on yourself and you are deceiving yourself. He says, we have to stop sleeping and we have to start casting off, letting go of this darkness that is, that is around us and that, that takes over us. You say, what are the works of darkness? Sin. Sin. The sin that is in our life, we have to cast off. The Bible tells us to, to, put off, to put off the old man. We have to reject sin. We have to flee from evil, the Bible tells us. He says, the night is far spent. Jesus Christ is coming. The day is at hand. We have to let go of the darkness. We got to flip the light on. As long as we remain in that darkness, we will stay asleep. As long as we're comfy and cozy in that restful time and that sleep, that spiritual sleep, and we're living in darkness, you're going to stay asleep. He says, cast off these works of darkness. Cast them all off. We have to cast them off. It requires us to understand the difference between darkness and light. And it's sad that in this day and age, in this world that we live in, that utter darkness that is ruling this world is coming out into the open now. There's no shame about the darkness of this world. So it is ever more important for us as Christians to understand what darkness is. Because darkness isn't just happening in the nighttime like it used to. Darkness isn't happening just undercover like it used to. Darkness is rampant. Darkness is ruling and reigning in this world. So they think. So they think. And it's out in the open. We have to be able to call darkness what it is. We have to say, that's darkness. That's darkness. That is not light. That is not the word of God. That action, that word, that thought, that thing that you're doing, that is darkness. It is sinful. If we can't do that, then how are we going to cast it off like he told us to? We have to live discerning lives as Christians. We have to be able to call it what it is. The works of darkness is sinful living. It has to be cast it off. Don't just put it aside. No, you need to get it away from you, far away. And then he says, 
I love this. It's not all doom and gloom. He says, let us put on the armor of light. Let us put on the armor of light. Why doesn't he just say, oh, just turn on the light. Cast off darkness and live in the light. Walk in the light. But he says, put on the armor of light so that you're ready to defend and to battle against the darkness. The armor of light secures you against darkness. The armor of light lets other people know that, hey, I got light right here. The light is on me. And that light of the world is Jesus. He says, put on the armor of light. You know what happens if we, do, if we cast off the darkness but don't put on the armor of light? It's easier for us to just go back to the works of darkness. It's easier for us, it's easy for us to just go right back to sleep. But when we have an armor, when we have a protection, when we have a glow, when we have Jesus Christ, the light of the world, on us, we're not sleeping. We're ready. We're ready for battle. We're ready for darkness. We're able to discern and we're ready to do what we've been called to do. It requires us to discern between the works of darkness and light if we want to be able to cast them off. It requires us to make a decision once we've decided which one is which. And it requires us a dedication to put on this armor. When you put on the armor of light, you're making a commitment to say, I'm battling for the light today. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not, oh, we're going to put on the armor today and now you're good. No, it's a daily thing. It's a moment-by-moment thing. Because it's just like that we can get caught up in the works of darkness. Armor of light. Let's put it on, Christians. Let us put on the armor of light. And then the Bible says, let us walk honestly. And just for the sake of alliteration, I had in point number three, stride in sanctification. Every step that you take should be separated. Every step that you, should, that you take should be put apart for God. Look what, it, look what the Bible says. It says, let us walk honestly. If you're a Christian, the only honest way to live is like Christ. If you're a Christian and you're living in the works of darkness, you're walking dishonestly. You're walking um, not according to, to who you are. You're lying to your very self and to your very soul. He says, let us walk honestly as Christians. Are you a Christian? Then walk honestly. Are you a Christian? Then why are you sleeping? <laughs> right? I had a teacher say that. Hey, time to wake up. Are you here today to, to learn? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> I'm trying. And that's how it is for us as Christians, right? We get these nudges. We get people reminding us, hey, wake up. Sometimes sin wakes us up. Sometimes the consequences of sin wake us up. And we got we to gotta wake up. We got to wake up. We can't ignore those warning signs. We can't uh, uh, ignore the red flags that are coming your way. Those are warning signs to wake up, Christian. We can't push the snooze button when we hear the alarm going off. It's time to wake up. We got to get rid of this darkness and we have to walk honestly what the Bible says as in the day. 
as the scripture said, let us walk honestly as in the day. Live your life as a Christian as in the day, not in the darkness. Live your life as if you're walking with Jesus as you should. Live your life as if Jesus was returning that very moment. That requires us to walk honestly the way that God has called us to. And he tells us not in rioting and drunkenness, not living that wicked lifestyle, partying, drinking, living your life for yourself in the darkness, not in chambering, sleeping around with others and in wantonness and just living a vile life. He says, we don't do that. That is not an honest Christian walk. That is not walking as in the day. He says, not in strife, not in striving with one another, fighting with one another. We don't do that as Christians, not in envying, wishing we had somebody else's things. He's giving us some, 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 bear, some, some ideas, some standards of what we shouldn't be doing. But then he says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, he's pointing us back to the Savior. Don't live this wicked lifestyle. Don't live your life asleep through life, full of darkness, in darkness. Walk as in the day with your armor of light and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on. As we put him on moment by moment, day by day, we will understand what it means to live. To live life. People say, oh, this is the life. Let's live it up. You're living nothing in darkness. You only live once. Let's live our life however we want and, and just give it to darkness. You're experiencing zero of the life that God actually has for you. But when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ and we're awake, we actually get to live. We actually get to experience the life that God designed for us to live. That darkness and that wickedness, that has, that, that has no part in what God had for you, ever. He says right here, the very end, make not provision for the flesh. The flesh wants to sleep. Men, that including men and women, we, we live in darkness. We like darkness. Because our deeds are evil, the Bible tells us. He says, make not provision for the flesh. Don't allow your flesh to have a chance. Don't give him, a, don't give him a, a, an inch. Why? Because he wanted to fulfill the lusts thereof. It's so important for us to be secured in Jesus Christ. To have the armor of light. To have on Jesus Christ all over our lives. Head to toe. What we say, what we do, what we think, where we go. Should be Jesus Christ. If not, you're just simply not walking honestly. And you must be sleeping spiritually. You're missing out on something. You're 
unaware of the, of the reality of life that we're supposed to be living as Christians. So, so I challenge us all to wake up today. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a particular area in your life that you're sleeping. Just wake that area up. This is that nudge. This is that nudge right here. The scripture says, hey, cast off that darkness. This is that alarm clock going off. Hey, Jesus is coming. So that thing that you're doing that Jesus wouldn't like you to be doing, let's stop doing that. Let's focus. Let's have a vision. Let's look, look toward that heavenly city that God has for us. And let's walk every step of our way with a plan and a purpose for our life. Let's prepare ourselves every day for God. Let us plan. Let us not procrastinate. We have to be ready. And he tells us to put in this making not provision for the flesh. Put up some boundaries in your life. Put up some guardrails. Put up some alarm clocks. Put up something. Have an accountability partner. Have somebody that you know as a Christian to help you out. Make not provision for the flesh. Don't allow the flesh any ounce, whether it's on your phone, your TV, your alone time. Make sure when, when, if you're sleeping, if you're by yourself, if you're in the darkness, man, be careful. Be careful. Because like my friend who's in a coma right now, he doesn't know. I don't know. Only God knows if he'll wake up from that coma. Only God knows when you go to bed tonight, you go off to sleep, that you're going to wake up and have another chance and have another day. And spiritually speaking, it's the same thing. Your life can be destroyed just like that. Slip off into darkness for too long. It can be over. I pray that we would all come to know Jesus Christ, who secures us, who secures an eternal life in heaven. But even for the Christian, who I believe this scripture is written to, he's telling us to wake up, Christian, walk honestly, put on Jesus Christ, and live for him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your work on the cross that should be an eye-opener to all of us. The death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's, that can seal us if we believe on him. Father, I pray that you would use this message and what we, what we heard from your word today as a wake-up call to any individual that is not secure in their salvation. We ought to be awake as Christians because salvation is drawing near, but for those that are asleep and dead spiritually, not even asleep, but dead, I pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ for salvation that they would be given life and eternal life through him. And Father, I pray for all of us Christians to understand the urgency of the moment, of the time, to reject and to discern the darkness of this world and to cast it off if it is in our life. And help us, Lord, to live a life and walk honestly with the armor of light just radiating out from us that people would see Jesus Christ all over our lives. And Father, I pray that you would just seal us in that truth. Seal us in this understanding that every day, every moment, 
We would be reminding ourselves that your spirit would be reminding us that we would be challenging our brothers and sisters to be awake in this world. And I pray that you would help us to to not make provision for the for the flesh to to push that snooze button and to ignore the warning signs, but help us to be shaken, shaken and 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 awake. Help us to be alert and ready for all that you've called us to do. All the blessings that you have for our lives, help us to be awake and ready and excited for it. God, I pray that you would help us all now to live the life that you've called us to as Christians. We thank you for your your blood and your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen.